derived from it's all Dwayne's fault. It's the yes. Vocal Minority Podcast. Fucking right. Damn right. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. Podcast that's already missing the good old days when TFC spent two months on the road and also missing the fact that we usually record in the same room together. Something you'll understand as the show goes on. On this week's show, we look back at the lackluster home opener, review the first weekend in MLS, look ahead to the Tigres match, and more. And now to this week's panel. Vowing to watch all of the games until September from his couch, it's Duncan Fletcher. Oh, I I could get to a game in June, I think. It was a oh, good that's chance. nice of you. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to go to the women's game in Hamilton is what you're saying. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Hating technology and probably life right now, it's Mark Hinckley. You know, fuck it. Go on. <laughs> Still I'm recovering. Cha- I'm gonna channel my rage at something else. <laughs> okay. uh, still recovering from the Olympics. It's our super sub for the week from the Sports Podcasting Network, Dwayne Rollins. Dwayne Rollins, don't do no Google Hangouts. Yeah, that's all right. your faults. <laughs> all your faults. You that's an inside ass. joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tony yeah. is not with us this week. He is currently camped outside. What he hopes is the Tigres Hotel, even though we've tried to explain that tomorrow night works better. Just, you know, he bought all those fireworks and flares. He's really excited, so there's no dissuading him. Um, As for me, I'm pretty much thought out from Saturday and still just a wee bit worried that Vasquez isn't okay. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. And now, to our show. Get my Tims, I'm going to get mine. Low down, but the flow so good. Can't say it all, but the logo could. Game over, it's a wrap, y'all. Nah, run the tools in the laptops, please. Pay the company, don't play in front of company. Think before I speak so I can say it to you publicly. A blueprint, this the breakdown. We'll knock it out by the eighth round. Creed. All right, well, first up on the show, of course, is the home opener post-match. Yay. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was so much fun until the game kicked off. Obviously not the start that Toronto FC or the league wanted. So not only did the defending MLS champs lose, they lost to Columbus of all teams in front of Don Garber who did not get booed enough, in my opinion, by the way. No. I tried, but I was not getting much support. I was disappointed as well. Kind of kind of worst nightmare in that respect is, oh, fuck. They might make a go of it this year. And you know what? Talking, you know, thinking about this sort of game as it was happening and afterwards, and, and you know, and I'm very guilty of this myself. Um, a lot of us had kind of forgotten that the crew were the team that came very close to eliminating Toronto in last year's playoffs. And, you know, there was the game where Berhalter outgregged Vanny and they picked up basically right where they left off. He took advantage of a weak right side uh, for Toronto FC. 
they took advantage of the poor pitch conditions, uh, TFC's reversion to the 4-4-2, and their poor finishing, and ended up with that pretty comfortable 2-0 win. Mm-hmm. Like, for fuck's sakes, Jesse Zardis scored. Like, come on. Yeah, that's pretty ugly. Zardis had a great game. Zardis was one I of know. the better players of the pitch. It's really know. annoying. Mm. So annoying. Yeah, look, uh, it, it wasn't as bad as I think maybe a lot of people are making it out to be in terms of TFC's performance so overall. If you look at some of the underlying stuff, it was about an even contest. And TFC kind of had the front foot in the second half there, but you know, part of that was score effect too. But yeah, I think when you you look at the juxtaposition of last season and sort of the excitement going in and blah, 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 three trophies on the field, I think we'll talk about that later. Um, it was disappointing for sure. It was it was a letdown. It felt like they came for a party and we left, you know, when the kegs didn't show up. Yeah, we promised an open bar and they were charging like BMO field prices for that party. Well, the bar technically was open, but, <laughs> you know, cash... Yeah, it, it was a, a open for business is what you're saying as opposed yes. to, yeah, yes, exactly. As we stare at each other. Yes. Duncan. <laughs> Hello. Any Anything you'd like to add about the excitement <laughs> oh of the game God. on Saturday? Oh, my God. i got to edit this already. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it wasn't like the greatest game. It, it wasn't terrible either. It's one of those things, you know, you don't really take too many conclusions from, but yeah, disappointing for sure. I think that's a good way of putting it. It's just, you know, it's the world. You know, the world's not coming to an end. The sky isn't falling. But especially if you went to the the Rapids match, the CCL match on Tuesday, and then the Saturday match, which most of us did, or or at least watched it, and you see, you know, unfortunate similarities. The, the lack of finishing for me or the inability to do anything other than hit the post um, is, was frustrating. And to, you know, to have, they just seem, they seem that step off. And yes, it's early in the season and you want that. But then again, you sort of think it's the shortest pre-se- shortest off season ever for them. It hasn't been that long since they all played together. Um, I feel, I, I, I said this jokingly and I'll probably keep saying it, but I feel like we're paying the price for them having like a solid preseason you know I can see that. Seba scoring and Josie scoring and you know Sebastian Endo scored in preseason for fuck's sakes you know oh, yeah, like, the trialist guy exactly oh, new guy did he ever get a contract like Wayne yeah he's on the roster yeah right. like officially I, I, well hold on let, let me just I actually have paperwork here so that I can tell you a little bit more I, I'm not 100% sure that you keep talking I'll look it up and see whether he was on okay that's on really team. exciting yeah, da, da, da. that is Columbus. That doesn't help us. All right. We'll keep talking. Yeah. Let's see here. What was the bench? Uh, he was not on the bench on the weekend. No, he was not on the bench. There you go. I don't know. Anyway. Well, we, all right. we, all knew, we all knew that. Uh, oh, well, I thought I think he has a contract. But anyway, someone's got to play the Fury. Someone's got to play the Fury. He's a he's a Fury killer. True. Anyway. You know, and I, I do, you know, but in a weird way, like as disappointing as, as the game was and to stand in the South End while the incredibly cold North Wind blew directly at us. It was really warm at home. Yeah, I'll so. bet it was. Um, it was pretty good uh, in the press box, too. Shut it. It was kind of, it's, it's, it is funny. And if we had to lose to a team, I would want it to be Columbus. 
because of Columbus's situation. And Mark and I did try to get a Save the Crew chant going. Um, they again. don't want your pity, Kristen. They don't want your pity. I don't pity them. I don't want them to fucking move. It would assume getting to Save the Crew uh, chant going, you know, even where you are, which is around fairly engaged fans, would assume that three quarters of that stadium even are aware of what's happening there. I mean, that's yeah. that's the, the blunt reality of it and is why I as know. much as we make noise about this, it's why they'll, they'll do what they want to do in the end and it won't have that much of a blowback. Sad. All right, let's move on. Moment of the match then. I can start if you'd like. Oh, go. No, please go ahead. Do start. All right. Uh, we talked with Zardes a minute ago. Uh, there was a moment about the 12th minute when he was like, you know, oh, here we go, TFC the great. And, and Zardes sort of floated to the left wing and cut in one-on-one in the dribble against Zavaleta, turned him inside out. I think he's still looking for his underwear. Had a one-on-one opportunity with, with Bono, who did come up and make the save. Uh, but it was at that moment they went, ooh, so Columbus isn't just here to make up the numbers. They aren't the Washington general. So it was that, that moment where Zardes got one-on-one with Bono, but the 12th minute is, is my moment of the match. All right, I will right. go with the second goal just because you know you think after half time, you know, they're going to change things around, do what's necessary, come out, and you got the wind behind them, it'll be great. And I was like a minute in, ah, we scored again. Um, yeah, that was not uh, not helpful, really. And a good indication that who kind of got the tactics wrong. There's Higuain and Pedro Santos and all those guys had a lot of space to be able to do what they needed to do there. So, yeah, this isn't too good. Uh, my moment of the match is, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the same as Dunk, uh, mostly just for watching the air get sucked right out of the supporter section. Uh, with that goal, everything, you could feel like, you know, usual. It's second half, 45 minutes ahead of us. You know, this is this is Toronto. This is defending champs. All the stuff that you talk yourself into, and then gone, absolutely gone. And it it seemed like it took like another 10, 15 minutes before everybody really got their voice again. It was just, it was weird. It and, and it was weird mostly because that hasn't happened to Toronto in a long time. And I That's think, good. and I think I, I think I forgot. I I know I forgot what that feels like. So it's was. It was it was humbling. I it wasn't it's not doom and gloom. It was humbling. But it was kind of like riding a bike, though, right? You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There it is. There yeah. it is. All right. Well, my moment is. Uh, well, I I could have picked a couple different ones, but I'm going to go with the uh, second half, like 64th, 65th minute. That curling kick from Seba that, on any other day, would have beaten Zach Steffen inside the far post. Instead, clanged off the post, landed on Auro's foot, who sent in a very nice pass to Josie Altador, who is in front of the no, goddamn. What? He should have shot. There was yeah, no. He should have shot. I know he should have shot, but disgusting. Josie's also right there. I understand why he did it. Yes, of course he should have shot. It's his job to shoot there. But and that was wide ass open. The whole thing, like the whole sequence. Seba missing, Hour not shooting, but Hour sending the ball to Josie, who's right there, who couldn't, who fell, who couldn't even like get a foot on it. Like the whole thing was just like indicative of the fact that none of this was going to work for them 
on this day. The the funny thing about Seba to not shooting in that position was the fact that just not more than two minutes before he literally dribbled into five crew players to try to take them all on. When of there course. Were, you know, it's like, I'm going to take on the whole team. And then he gets a two on one and he decides to lay it off to, yeah, it made no sense. And it was exactly that moment. He went, okay, well, I'm going to have some more pretzels here and, and you know, <laughs> just enjoy the rest of my day. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Man of the match. Does it have to be a Toronto player? Yes. Uh-huh. Archer? Does he play for? No. Um, my, I don't like it. My man of the match, that, that is, was my man of the match on my own show. Uh, but nonetheless, in terms of a TFC player, I thought Rosario had some, some good stuff going, even though he was sort of maybe the fault of the fact that they had no width in that first half. But he continues to impress earlier this year. I, I, he really has it's been an eye-opening. It's been refreshing, especially from a Canadian men's national team's perspective, to see sort of the evolution of Ozo's game. And and I thought that he had some decent moments, which is why it was so funny when he when he was taken off. But that that was maybe my TFC man of the match. I'm going to chime in with the uh, pro Oso bus as well. Um, I did I I did remark to Kristen at the match uh, that it's amazing that he seems to go from strength to strength with every passing season, and I would have expected him to plateau in development by now, but it just seems like the 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 added competition from the bench is just bringing him up to new levels every every season. So he, he looked dangerous, he looked clever, and that's, that's more than I can expect from him, not to say he's not typically dangerous or clever, but uh, yeah. Yeah, also, man of the match, he, he did really well for himself. Warm up that klaxon, Marcus. Yeah. Is that the, the most uninspiring klaxon ever, though, maybe? It's maybe, a low bar. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it works better in person. When, it know, does, yeah. I bet it's going to sound completely disjointed when this comes out. Oh, yeah. 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 But um, you know what? Again, he's he was the only player who was consistently good, I think, for TFC. And, and you know, he had he had a few moments himself, but you know, he's just been, yeah, he continues to be fun to watch. And I am constantly watching him to see what he's doing now because I'm like, oh, well, let's just see what Osari is doing and, you know, fuck the rest of these guys. Mm. Uh, maybe not quite that cavalier, but anyway. All right. Vanny Tactics. <sighs> All right. He sacrificed this game by looking ahead to Wednesday, as well as trying to get new minutes to, to uh, get minutes to new players. And, you know, I think we can all agree right now that the diamond isn't looking all that sparkly. Vanderweel and Akeche were huge issues defensively. And, the aforementioned finishing, but again, you're not going to not play those guys. So is he, is he doing a disservice to the the starting 11 as a whole to sort of break up the usual by getting some of the new guys minutes in this game or, you know, obviously like not trying to switch things up sooner when it was clear that the four, four, two wasn't working thoughts. He addressed the, the getting players minutes stuff in the beginning. And then, you know, if you read between the lines, they're sort of suggesting uh, as, as any MLS coach does at this part of the season that, you know, kind of the preseason in, in MLS is needs to be extended into the season a little bit. I mean, they just don't have enough time to prep and they don't have enough time to get their new players familiarity with each other. And he thought that was important. Um, in terms of the diamond, I, 
Yeah, I think it was a mistake to go with it at the start of this this match uh, because they well in the first half they were getting killed. They were having they had no wet, and as we talked about at the top, uh, Columbus was killing them out wide. They were getting a lot of a lot of attack, a lot of possession there. And and the problem with that is that when you're in the diamond and you don't have the ball, you're forced to defend one on one at the back. A lot of block defending they call it. And TFC's not very good at that. That's their weakest yeah. part of this team is they can't one-on-one defend at the back. And, and, and that they were forced into that. Now, I think what Vanny learned, and again, reading between this after the fact, I, I doubt we'll see that formation against Tigris. Um, you might even see a standard, more defensive-oriented 4-4-2 kind of thing uh, against Tigris. So it wouldn't shock me if they, they try and tighten that up a little bit more. But uh, I can't see them going three at the back against that team. That's suicide. But... It, it's the the pitch. The pitch is so bad right now, and that's up to him to figure that out. But the pitch is so bad that they can't possess the ball, and combine that with the wind. Yeah, it was a mistake to go with go with that off the top. And they did make the adjustments in the second half. How much of that was Columbus sitting back? I don't know. Um, they did look better. How much when, of that was Marky Delgado coming on? Well, I mean, you can't have Delgado coming on and doing well if you're taking Osario off for him, though, right? Like it's I one know. of the other. Take off so, a catch, anyway. Um, I think the, the main thing with the tactics there, I mean, it just seemed too attacking, really. And you kind of look at it on Twitter and it's like, ooh, Vasquez and Akeche and Osorio. It's like, oh, holy shit, okay, that's a sexy lineup. But eh, is this really going to work? And it didn't. Uh, defensively, it was just not good enough. And uh, it got exposed. And uh, yeah, I would be very surprised to see that kind of that specific uh, three people ahead of Bradley again for a while I don't know about their formation specifically but uh, yeah I think this is a good advertisement for Mikey Delgado despite Osorio having a good game yeah good advertisement for if you allow me to interject real quickly before Mark Mark jumps in and twists it's also a good advertisement for Stephen Bateshore I think uh, the fact that his <laughs> stability yeah. back there allowed them to do a lot of things last year that were missing so far. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, the fans, media, or whatever, are very much pushing. Oh, Vanderweel is clearly and obviously an upgrade over Betashaw. Hooray! Well done. And all hail Bez. We've made the best team better. Hooray! Ooh, have we? Too early to be coming to conclusions, but. It was way too early to be pumping it up but as much as many people were. We don't want to Chris Mavinga him quite yet, no, but yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Not quite yet, no, his first game, but... I don't take uh, Vanderbilt's first game as a, as a, really a failure by any means. Um, I, I seem to recall Vasquez's first two and a half games were not what you'd expect. Uh, I expected more out of him then, but then uh, he turned into be a you know, a decent little player, I guess. Yeah, he's, uh, okay. he's okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, if you like, if you like that kind of player. Yeah, but, yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm, it's it's too early to to bury Vanderbilt. It's too it's too early to like. It's just I kind of still look at the the Colorado game and and just the lack of the lack of finish. There was ambition at least from. Midfield to the about the edge of the final third, and then it all fell apart. And I kind of saw that a lot last game as well, and uh, where it's just a well intentioned, but nothing like no solution. So, um, 
as far as Vanderbilt, how he fits into the grand scheme of things, ask me in April. You know, it might be a disaster by then, but it might be pretty sure. good. So tactically, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I can't figure it out. To me, it feels like it still should be service resumed. And what I, like it's it's crazy to me to think that that Betasher, which his absence, which makes a fair amount of sense, was that critical to how the defense actually functioned? Like it's just it's 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 crazy. And uh, and as far as it, how how exposed it's going to be, we'll find out on Wednesday. Well, Steve, Stephen Bateshore has won his last uh, three games uh, competitively, by the way, too. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, scheduling, uh, which has to do with the pitch, has to do with lots of things. So I understand with the CCL happening that it, you know, can't be avoided in terms of playing games here. Um and no, I'm not suggesting that we revert back to playing at uh, the Sky Dome because that's just horrible. Don't think um, we can but, anyway. Well, there's that too. But maybe, just maybe, TFC should have opened the season on the road. The pitch is already a wreck. It's not going to get much, if any, better before Wednesday night. And it's obviously causing issues I get the TFC as the defending MLS champs. Thank you, Dwayne, for mm. informing me of this. Are the team that kicks off the season? They're the first. They're the first game. But does it have to be at home? Why can't it be on the road? It, it's just there has to be some sort of mental awareness um, from the league and, and from the team itself that yes, as much as you want to play as many of your games, of, you know, you, you can't play all of your games in front of your home fans. That's not how the, that's not how the game works. Um, that if, you know, the pitch is essential to the success and if your team and, and, and the opposing team too, everyone has to play on the same pitch is slogging through that, that maybe, you know, you you consider that before you you go all in on all the games at home to start the season. Ah, you know. I think that if, TC, if Toronto wasn't in CCL, what you would have seen is the Toronto Seattle rematch in Seattle to open the season. They they do traditionally start with the with the the champion, and they often uh, start with the rematch of the MLS Cup final year before the the Portland uh, Columbus Which I, started. What I was expecting, and I was surprised we yeah. didn't get that. Yeah, and look, I think that everyone would understand that. I, I think what I'd say about this is that CCL, you can't help. If they're scheduled at home, they're scheduled at home, and, and TFC is always going to play their home games at BMO Field, and I, I I agree with that decision, but that field is awful. And in the postgame, Vanny was very diplomatic when he was asked about it. He, he said bluntly, I'm not going to say much about that, but it's clearly a factor. It was basically what he said. So I doubt you'll see them open, the, open at home again. And I think that they'll probably, you know, throw off whatever tradition they have next year if TFC does, in fact, repeat. And we're a little bit ahead of ourselves to say that they will, uh, that uh, that they would go somewhere else. But, you know, other than CCL, I, I suspect that you'll see a lot of three-week uh, road trips with a buy in there. Just like, uh, well, I mean, and they are factoring that in a little bit with the buy this week, right? Uh, we're not going to be back in, at home until, what, the last week of the March. So. Yes, that's that's for good. And well, just wait. I had uh, I don't know if you saw my Twitter feed today, but I had someone contact me to tell me that there's someone trying to put a, an XFL team in Toronto. So just imagine what the pitch is going to look like then. When what? Oh yeah. Yes. Fin- finally, finally, a proper 
throwy ball football team in Toronto. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I don't actually I think this person is a crackpot, but they, they contacted me while breathless. So I put it on Twitter because I like to watch the world burn and I thought TFC fans would get a lot of a lot of amusement over that. But they do play from February to June, so it'd be just spectacular. So you just have Starting football year round there. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. I hear the Skydome's available. <laughs> as far as the pitch goes, I've got two different very conflicting theories. One Ooh, is that they they played this game on Saturday because they eh, all right, the pitch is gonna be shit, but Tigres is a better team than us, so this will help us out. I mean, if we're going with super nice pitch, everyone can play exactly how they want to and never be disturbed by anything. That's probably going to help Tigres more than it does Toronto. So, yeah, let's fuck it. All right, you're going to be really fucking cold, and you're going to be playing on a shitty pitch. Bring it, Tigres. Is one thing. Uh, second theory is, you know, what are they going to do? Like, present all the trophies and shit in, like, week four? That makes no sense. You gotta have the fucking game right now so that they can do all the fucking like presentation and bring out the trophies and everything. So ties very much into what Seba was saying, how uh, we're not too much bothered about twenty seventeen. Because yeah. So like for making a fuss about twenty seventeen, he's very they had to play a game in this fucking shitty conditions. And that's fucking over in twenty eighteen. So two very conflicting instance <laughs> series. I, I actually like that one about. Uh, I, I think you're giving them a little too much credit, but uh, I do enjoy that. I, that theory. That's a good theory. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I love the uh, I love the Tigres bit. I think that's hilarious. I, I I'm fully support this. You know what? Why can't we make the ground a little shittier? Yeah, I, you know. Let's, I have I have. Let's Wednesday. get a, let's get a rugby sevens tournament in just before. That'd be great. Just, just tomorrow. <laughs> Um, I, I, have the, I have the weather here. Do you want me to put the weather voice on, or, or does someone else want oh. to? Do, do? Oh, do, no, 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 save that for when we preview the the, the T-Grace match. Oh, okay, all right, fair enough. I'll, oh, I'll keep it that, Put that in your pocket. Like, just, little, just get, keep it ready. Can you, can you do a little, like, uh, teaser, like we're going to commercial? Do it. You're going to need to get your parkas on on Wednesday if you're going out to the TFC game. More after this. Nice. Perfect. So good. Yeah. Somebody went to broadcasting school. Yeah. Gonna. Yeah. All right. One last thing before we leave <clears throat> the home opener. Um, and you, you brought it up, Duncan, Seba's comments. So, well, you know, a bit uncharacteristic of, of Seba. Usually he's pretty shiny or, you know, straight on with his uh, sports cliches. Um, but basically said that the team was hurt by the fact that they were looking back instead of looking forward. Valid point. I don't think the team's looking back, but I think that they were. I think they were more impacted by the fact that they played three games in ten days than the fact that they, you know, had some trophies out there. But I can get why that would irritate them. And look, as much as we make fun of their little slogan, I'm sure that internally they really are trying to stress that idea that last year was last year. And, and you know, God love MLSC. They do like to to you know beat the dead horse, and and we're gonna get more of these days because ring every last drop out of it. Yeah. Well, because well, imagine imagine when that ever changes. Anyway, but uh, hopefully not before I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, geez, the the parade would start in Peterborough and end in London. Exactly. I'd be afraid to leave my house. Oh, don't tell Windsor you said that. <laughs> well, they're, they're, that's Red Wings country. Exactly. Oh, you got me there. You got me there. 
Uh, so anyway, yeah, no, the, I was telling Kristen this in text at the time because I was up in the box and they were telling me what the plans were. Uh, so today, that the game on Saturday was a temporary like raising of banners. They're going to actually move them to a permanent location, but they haven't completely designed them yet. There's some engineering issue that has to happen there, so they're going to rebuild that, so they'll have to re-raise them. And they nice. didn't get the rings because the rings aren't ready yet, so they're going to present the rings to them one day, and maybe they'll do another one too. So that's two other events regardless. And oh my yeah. God. So 2017 is. is the victory lap that never ends. Yeah. Yes. Oh God, yeah, I, I might actually, I might actually be sick of this before you could be sick of it. It's crazy. Although what I don't want to see them be... get their rings. Like, no, honestly, I don't. If you want to do like a ring thing, have a <laughs> fan event. Like, have like a you know bi week, uh, fan appreciation event at Real Sports or whatever. Here, I'll just drop all your fucking sponsors. Um. Or do it at BMO, but not on game day. Hey, everyone come out, you know, like before a TFC2 game or something. Yes, take away the thunder from the poor TFC2 players. But, you know, whatever. Get some butts in the seats. Ben Spencer I, has to do something, right? He can be the bridge between the two. Um, that would be a good idea. Or, you just have to be a nice yeah. little private thing after training one day. Hey, here's your ring. Yo, Michael, Michael, <laughs> catch. There's <laughs> your ring, buddy. How you doing? No, I don't know why. I just went into a bad uh, gangster presentation. I'm not there. sure either. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. Anyway. I was convinced. <laughs> no, you weren't. But thank you. Uh, I, I like the TFC2 idea because you might get a few people out. But uh, yeah, they, they start their season next week. We're not previewing it, are we? Because I know we're, we're barely on the. Never mind. Go on. No, they started. We do need to make the show longer. It's true. Yeah, no, Dwayne, Dwayne, they don't start until next weekend, not this weekend. Oh, next week. okay. So yeah, all right. we have a whole, we have a show next week. We're 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 good. We're good. Okay, I have a show so every day, this... so I get confused. That's all right. All right. So home opener, yay! Okay. Normally in this, we would segue to MLS wins and losses and us doing bad imitations. Um, but I, sorry, I mean hilarious imitations of yeah, uh, coaches you know and players. I work, in, I work in that for almost seconds, Kristen. How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, again, due to various ill people and so on and so forth, we don't have that uh, this week. But it is MLS first kick, and we would be remiss if we did not at least talk about, you know, the weekend that was in MLS. You know, there were there were surprises and upsets and goals, and ooh, it's so much fun. There was controversy because of Dazin. I am not calling it by that other phrase because it's stupid. I call the it Dazin. Oh, it's so annoying. Dazin? I just call it Dazin. Um, is that works? Yeah, that is that is what they wanted pronounced as Dazone, like 1996 in the house. Dazone, yes, awful, just awful. Um, put a fucking O in there, exactly. Uh, It does for whatever, Dwayne. You know, you've been very vocal online about this. Um, 
I myself have not experienced issues with this service. Um, I watched a lot of MLS soccer this weekend through Dazen and didn't have any issues personally. So who knows what's going on? I, I do agree that it's a ripoff for Canadian viewers compared to what American uh, MLS fans are being uh, asked for. And the fact that they actually get to use MLS live for free until the spring. Whereas if you're a Canadian MLS fan and you want to watch the games, um, have to pay pony up 20 bucks to Dazzle. So all of that aside, there were games. Uh, so TFC lost, as we know. And then next up was Houston and Atlanta. Ooh, would Atlanta continue to be the darling of the league? No. Nope. No, no, no. Dynamo, we love you so much. I was so happy. I was so happy. Uh, a 4-0 drubbing of, uh, of the three stripes. And uh, it was quite delightful, actually. Um, and you know what? Atlanta, you know, they were a solid team defensively last year. They, they lost some players. Uh, this year, they went stronger on attack-heavy things. And uh, Al Marone, of course, missing a penalty. That was hilarious. Um, so, they, have no, they have no back line. They yeah. have no back They're, they're going to win some games, but they're going to win some games 4-2. Yeah. They can't defend. They lost their, their central defender, their central exactly. midfielder, I should say. Their, their protection, and they're... That's why I picked them third in my preview. They're, they're decent. They might be able to address it in the in the off, in the summer window. But this idea that Atlanta is, you know, this great, great championship team is, well, it's MLS hype is what it is. I would like to say, Dwayne, that I do recall that Houston semifinal or quarterfinal against Seattle. And I don't remember them having a defense then. So the fact that they lost somebody is just frightening. Mm, there you Absolutely go. Absolutely chilling. How terrible that could possibly get. <laughs> yeah, no, they're uh, yeah, it's uh, it is what it is, man. Mm. And then next up, the Philadelphia Union. Yes, they they still have a team um, against the T terrorists. Another fairly, another fairly hilarious game. Uh, T terrorists down to nine men by the end of the game. Could not do anything really at all. This was my favorite game of the weekend. Simply because Brad Friedel has decided that Duncan would appreciate Brad Friedel's coaching because he's decided that he's going to go 1975 England is what New England's approach this is here. So they're going to be old England is what New England's going to be. They're going to get stuck in, man. They're going to get stuck in, going to get tackle hard and fast. And, you know, the way the game's called in 2018, that means, and I said this in my preview, that they're going to end up, you know, playing with nine men half the time. And sure enough, game one, nine men. Hey, I love that game. It was yeah, pretty funny. You don't like it up, but you know, that, that's a good solid strategy to go with. Always. Yeah. 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 Brad Friedel's the worst, the worst hire in, in MLS since Aaron Venter. Wow. Oi, that man got us did good things in CCL. You hush your mouth. Okay, he was a lovely gentleman. Thank you. To be fair, Paul Mariner got hired after Aaron Vinter, so... mm. Well, he got hired at the same time as Aaron Vinter. That was part of the problem, if I do recall. And I do recall because I lived it. Yeah, yeah. All right. (laughs) We all did. Moving on to... Orlando versus DCU it was a weird game. Um, no, this was. Uh, it looked like it looked like DC, you know, was going to be, woohoo, 
Yes, we're on our way back. We're on our way back. You know, Orlando had gone down to 10 men and then looked like they had 12 men against DC. It was like watching, it was like watching TFC have the, you know, have the opposition be down men and come back and destroy them for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, once, once, once Orlando went down, man, they, uh, like renewed their their ability to to play and attack and got an equalizer in extra time in the second half and you know dc get a point on the road good for them but uh it should have been all three. Oh yeah should have declined it was the well yeah in fairness to tfc they did kind of fix that 10 men thing last year but uh but certainly if you're going back a year or so ago they struggled with that and dc made they took it to a whole other level though uh, they, yeah, it was strange, strange game. DC's a strange team. Orlando's a strange team. That was that was oh, just yeah. MLS mosh that was going on in that game for but, sure. But like probably like the best part was so there was a penalty because of a Will Johnson handball in the box. Shock. Uh, Darren Maddox, I know. Darren Maddox took the penalty, and it was saved by Joe Bendick. <gasps> I know, which prompted all Joe Bendick to be had in that statement. Lionizing on Twitter, but whatever. That was like the, the two, 2013 Voyager's Cup or something there. Pretty much. That's yeah. pretty much exactly what it was. Hmm. Uh, Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. <laughs> Still works. I love it. Um, All your fault. It is. I, 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 take, I take great pride in that, actually. Good. So it, you know, RSL looked like they had this game, you know, by the, by 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 the you know by the throat. This was their thing. They were Kyle Beckerman was everywhere. Um, you know Maxi Rudy with his new horrible hair. You know all, all sorts of. How how does Kyle Beckerman not get introduced with with his new horrible hair? Kyle Beckerman just it's has just like wrong. normal person hair now. It's wrong. Maxi Rudy, ha- I don't even, can't even explain what he did to his hair. It's like he has a blonde mop tied to the end of his ponytail. Is it anyway, Brett Shea or something? It's sort of. You have to find the pictures online. Um, oh you know what? Our RSL were... They, they had a good control of this game. They were lucky that Nick Ramondo apparently doesn't age. And <laughs> like, it's unreal. The, 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 the quality this man has. Um, and it is unfortunate that they were... You're good a, for death. Allowed they they allowed the the equalizer because this this game was it was kind of fun to watch in that sense and always fun to watch Ramondo when he is on his game uh, five five really good saves um, and a goal line scramble which was lovely so go ahead I think at this point the song's already ended. Okay. But I'll loop it. I'll sure. loop it. Uh, you know what? This is my favorite. This was my probably my favorite game. Um, was the Earthquakes uh, Minnesota United match? Minnesota McMahon. Because no one expects Minnesota to do anything of any sort of note this year, except for suck. And, and that's that's not a that's a fairly it's a pretty fair assessment right now. And in the first half of this game, they played true to form. They got scored on twice very easily. Uh, the earthquakes looked like they were going to completely run roughshod uh, over the loons. Well, then the second half happened. Suddenly, you know, yeah, Danny uh, Hosen had uh, a very lovely brace. Actually, two really good goals. You should watch those. But suddenly the loons started to play 
they started to play is probably the best way to put it. And Kevin Molino, in the space of four minutes, brought them back uh, to within one and to the point where right to the very end of the game, you, I was, I think everyone watching was pretty sure that the loons were going to equalize and and get a point out of Avaya. So it was, it was a fun game to watch, but again, they're going to be a shit show. Uh, it's going to be pretty horrifying. Um, and the earthquakes might be kind of For interesting this year. They made a lot of changes. The earthquakes made a lot of changes. They're almost so, an entirely different team from last year. <laughs> I mean, it's still a Wando, but there's a lot of changes there. Oh, God, yeah. The Wando blathering on by the commentators was annoying. Well, he is going to likely break the record this year. So yes, that's going to be something to get used to. Fine. Fine. LAFC won their first game. Huzzah against Seattle. Their um, only shot on goal. The only shot on goal, which was hilarious. Uh, the Really, the notable thing for me for that game is, uh, you know, Mark Anthony Kay. Um, especially in the first half. Looked great. Uh, did some nice things. Was uh, nice to nice to see him playing and playing well. And then the sort of the the CanCon match, the Vancouver Montreal match. match. Can we just say with regards to LAFC, I think the thing that's going to go annoy me the really completely annoy the fuck out of me is if Will Ferrell's fucking everywhere all the time. Oh, I know. I just fuck off. Well, there's the new Drew Carey. Get used to it. Yeah. The, the fun thing about LAFC is they have 19 players under contract. They're like, what was that year that TFC was signing players in the cab before the season? It was 2009 or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's LAFC. They had 19 yeah. players. They only had, they had 18 players on the bench. One of them was injured. They had 17 yeah. players available for the game. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Terrible. Zimmerman got injured, like, basically after they'd done the team sheet. That's right. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and that's like that's why I picked them for the wooden spoon because because how the hell can you play a season when you don't have a full roster on opening day? They might get improved. They have money, so maybe they'll get better. But yeah, they, that was a terrible game. Like they, I like I don't know if you guys like expected goals. Probably not. But the, their e goals or their x goals was 0.28. That's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> they, they had one shot on goal and they happened to score it. Seattle's was like three something, and you know Seattle that was funny too. That was just a funny game altogether. But yeah, yeah go ahead. Anyway, so the Vancouver-Montreal match, uh, six, count them, six Canadians started in that match. That was, uh, that was fun. I didn't really care about anything else that happened. I didn't want either team to win. It's Vancouver and Montreal. I wanted, like, you know, a meteor to hit BC place or something, but. I would have won $175 had the impact won. I had two other of a, por- of a parlay. The damn impact screwed me out of $175. Bastards. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you had $175 if a meteor hit. I know. I was like, wow, you can bet on that shit? Uh, yeah, that, I was I was you looking for that line. That's true. That's true. You know, and so so that was very fun to see, you know, lots of Canadians starting. And, and a lot of that has to do with, like, injured players and missing players on both sides. But um, I do question, uh, it's a non-Canadian thing, I do question Dan Lovitz's uh, new commitment to the creepy facial hair. Um, much like I question Carl Robinson's <laughs> turn to the dark side with the evil facial hair. It's from the darkest timeline, I guess. Uh, well, we do. Yeah, it's true. He was due uh, to make a heel turn. That's fine. Um, <laughs> it was very nice to see Alfonso Davies get his first goal. Um, so that was that was that was like the lovely moment of the. Really fucked it up. Yeah, 
All those, all uh, those but, years but, of development for the Whitecaps, all those years they put into developing them, man, it's time to pay off. <laughs> uh, uh, Dwayne, what was I supposed to tell tell Duncan about the whole... Oh, yeah, because uh, Duncan loves sponsorships, right? So, uh, oh, so yes. because Yeah, the Bud, he, he, he wasn't eligible for the Budweiser player of the game. The Whitecaps <laughs> Twitter had to ask fans not to vote for him because he couldn't win it. <laughs> Oh god, that's right, because he's not of age! Oh my god. kind of entertained me. You're not eligible for the prize match, because... That should have totally been the man of the match. Tell, tell me at least... Tell me at least Twitter delivered on that, and just flooded the crap out of the They didn't give it to him. Yeah, well, they, they, they he didn't win the official one, because they have to give him the trophy, which has a Budweiser symbol on it. And because it has a Budweiser symbol on it, he's only 17. They can't give him because you know that's it's that's funny that's yeah there's something modern football spectacular about that yeah it is that's amazing um on to the next game anyway so vancouver one two one blah 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 sporting kc and uh the pizza rats so the pizza cool. rats are still annoying and can still play soccer apparently yeah. shout out to ben sweat though for the cross that he sent in for beautiful goal, the second goal. That was delightful. I will admit that. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> I tweeted that out and no one picked it up. I was like, come on. Could someone explain to me someone explain to me why NYCFC was wearing SKC's colors? Shot home colors? And, yeah. and why did that seem to happen in like three games? Um why were people wearing their why were home teams wearing their away kits instead and it was Fucked up beyond belief. Merchandise sales, Kristen. Come on. Ugh. You know this. Ugh. Also, well, that's Mark. What is mm-hmm. with this, this year's? I know you like the TFC's uh, the blue goalie kit, but there seems to be across this league the the highlighter uh, look is in this year with like these yellow streaks across all the keeper kits. I don't know what your design thoughts on that are. Well, uh, if if I remember looking at that that highlighter and gray concoction uh, from at least that uh, Bono was wearing on Saturday. Uh, that's keeper, keeper kits in this league tend to just be, they all, they're all from the same template. They just get a variety of colors for whatever reason, gray, gray and highlighter yellow is one of those combinations. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they've got the, that interesting quartered pattern look going on and, and some of the kits look amazing and some of them look gray and, highlighter i don't i don't get it personally but but um yeah i i i mean it's it's a goalie kit right like it's not supposed to it's supposed to be not uh, highly unlikely that it clashes with anything that's on the pitch i want to get what are those david david seaman 1989 kits is what i want with like the the like explosion of red, purple, green, and blue. I want one of those back. Oh, the England ones? The yeah. England ones? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, those were pretty amazing. I haven't seen a lot of keeper designs that have gone cuckoo bananas wacky like that for a while. Every once in a while, one comes out like uh, Wickham Wanderers, who are currently in the English fourth division, I think. Apologies to the chair boys. Um, but uh, they've got their their goalkeeper kit is got this amazing kaleidoscope of colors all on a highlighter yellow kit and that's probably the wackiest keeper kit I've seen in a long time but for the most part it's just blah boring bland green yeah, yeah. there's nothing which is nothing wrong with it but yeah it, I, 
uh, they should be allowed to have a little bit of fun with it. Like, why not go a little crazy? So, anyway, yeah, keeper kits, fun. <laughs> I have nowhere to, I don't know where to wrap that up. Shit. This has been your sit- kitten stadium podcast. There you go. That's no, right. no, no. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. Like Kristen, you don't get to throw to that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I. Nice. This has not been. Nice try, Dwayne. Nice try. I didn't tell him to do that. I know. So, I believe so you. Okay. okay. I feel shame. So much shame. Yeah. Okay. As long as you do. It's very important. Uh, final game of the weekend saw uh, the Galaxy win a game um, at home uh, against Portland. Uh, Looked like Portland might be able to take it and come back late in the second half, but sadly, no. Uh, notable, Ola Kamara scored his first goal as hello. a member of the Galaxy. Hello, hello, hello. Mark, we're all on the call. Hello. This is a okay, you, you heard somebody say hello in Spanish, did you not? Dos cerveza, por favor. Dwayne said it. Yeah. It's been uh, Dwayne all along. Oh, you, you, you got me. You got me, sir. Well done. Wow. This has been a long standing gag. (laughs) But, but the beer, there's no beer? No. Dose? No, definitely not dose beers. Oh, I feel shame again. Sorry. All right. Well, that is a much longer than I expected. Look at the weekend (laughs) that was in MLS and, uh, now back to our regular scheduled program. Yeah. Get well soon, right. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You're off next week there, buddy. CanCon, the Canadian women's national team, uh, the Algarve Cup update. So on Friday, they beat Russia 1-0. And then earlier this morning, they beat South Korea 3-0. Huzzah. So it's good enough for second in their group. And um, still have not seen confirmation of what they're doing as of March 7th, but that is the next set of games. Uh, notable for this one, though, Jesse Fleming got her 50th cap. Congrats, Jesse Fleming. That's awesome. Ooh, seriously? And, Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's like it was yesterday. She got her first. Moving right with, along. with 500. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Christine Sinclair scored not one but two goals, uh, moving her to just 12 goals from being the all-time uh, leader for a uh, female player for international goals, uh, Suck It Abby. Suck it, Abby. Indeed. Uh, she, if you want to know what they, like, as soon as she gets that goal, she's literally walking up the pitch retiring. I'm done. Dropped. I want that yeah. so bad. That would be the bossest thing I've ever seen. Like just mill the game. Yeah. yeah just like <laughs> she scores the goal, Some. turns to the bench, does the sub thing, and just starts, starts walking up before whoever's taking her place gets ready. It's changed. She's just like, I'm done. I did. Cracks a beer. Yeah. 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 I, I start a day job. Uh, next week, so <laughs> I'm going Can corporate. Can we just arrange a friendly against, like, Papua New Guinea or something? <laughs> like the the day before the Germany game, 
and just the whole game it would just be about all right just feed Sinclair you know let's get 12 for 12 whatever it might be and just all right there we go it worked if I coach is there Duncan I'll have you know that there are the states with smaller populations I'm sure we could get like San Marino <laughs> what are they doing exactly um, Dwayne you were about to talk about something about the Algarve Cup I think yeah, just if you want to know who they're going to play on Thursday, they're going to play the they can't win the tournament. The best they can finish is third because they lost that Sweden game. Uh, they Eric. will play they will play the third place game against the uh, worst winner of the group. So that's likely going to be um, the well, there's the three. Yeah, it'll probably be no Japan. Stuff, Japan the, yeah. it? It's confusing as all hell because there's three groups and they were it's the. The best second place finisher plays the worst first place finisher because there's three groups for the third place game. So that will be, yeah, Denmark maybe. Uh, depends on, because Japan, sorry, there's uh, the Netherlands and Portugal play. And whoever, I don't know, just look it up. Google it, folks. But that's who they're playing. They, they can only finish third. Oh, confusing. Yeah. I looked it up today and I had it in my head. But yeah, Japan's a possibility. But it's going to be a decent opponent regardless, but it better be for third place. All right. And then one last thing. I mentioned it when I was talking about the Vancouver-Montreal match, but um, between uh, on op- opening weekends, uh, saw no less than nine Canadian players start for a variety of, of teams, which quite frankly was, you know, again, so small a number, but kind of delightful all the same. You know, Montreal, Vancouver, three each. TFC still with only one because, you know, Canadians look good on the bench. Um, and don't win cups, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, LAFC actually started two Canadians, um, partly due to, again, aforementioned injury to uh, Walter Zimmerman. So still kind of nice. Get some get some mention out there. Get some profile out there. 12 Who seasons knows? into 12 seasons into MLS and we got nine whole starters. That's crazy. I know. I we know. Need a league. Like, Who needs a league? Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <sighs> All right. Let's get away from that. thing on our show yes the last thing on our show it's true uh tigres tigres possibly the biggest match that toronto fc have had to play outside of the mls cup final is on wednesday and it's not i don't say it's the biggest match because it's a ccl match um although that is really important it's the fact that it's a ccl match against uh, a really high quality opponent um, that is playing very well. And yes, TFC have had their CCL plans derailed very quickly, many a time. But, you know, after the year they had last year, it's just kind of annoying to think that it might, you know, just get slammed in their face this quickly again. Um, so it's going to be shit weather. Um, some awful combination of rain and snow. It's going to be cold. Uh, the pitch is going to be a disaster. 
So point in Toronto's favor? I don't know. Um, you know, it's one of those games that I, you know, you want to be really excited about, but again, if you've been to the last two games, it's kind of like, uh huh. And now what? <laughs> I don't know. Is anyone else like sort of feeling a little like meh about this game? Is it just me? It's the best opponent we're going to see all year. I know True. it's annoying. Um, I, I, I guess Miaz is the wrong way to put it. It's more like, uh, I feel like I used to feel when the LA Galaxy were coming to town in 2011. That I'm, I'm walking into a fan and it's, you know, I'm going to come out the other side, but I might be pretty beat up. Yeah. I am excited about the game. I think this is, you know, should be interesting. Good measuring stick, all that sort of thing. And just, you know, all right. Exotic, fancy team. It's actually good and all that sort of thing. Um, I'm probably not going to be there because I'm not excited about freezing uh, my ass off for three hours, which is a shame because I, I would like to go to this game, but nah, I'm too old for that shit. Um, but I will look forward to watching it from TV and the return leg as well. well uh, it's supposed to be freezing. Do we have a weather report or anything that we can throw to? Why, yes, we do, Mark. Oh, oh. Dwayne, go right ahead. Get it a high. I'm sorry for that, Mark. On Wednesday, we are looking at a high of two degrees Celsius. That's during the day, however. In the evening, it will drop down to zero. Going to feel like minus four, however, with an 80% chance of snow. So get out that orange ball, folks. It's going to be a cold one. Thanks a lot, Dwayne. And now with uh, and, and now with uh, our lifestyle report, here's Kristen. What? Why am I doing I, the lifestyle report? I don't know. I can't remember what comes after that's weather. women's programming, Kristen. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Didn't mean it that way. sexist podcasting partners. Jesus. Uh, uh, partner, it's uh, Duncan. Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. <laughs> oh, you are so fucking lucky you were not in this room right now. I would waste a perfectly good carrot and throw it at your head. For those of you who paid for the video podcast this week, you're going to notice that Kristen has thrown a carrot at nobody. <laughs> I threw it across it's the really, room. Really Perfect. awkward. Really insane. It hit the painting. It, it hit the painting. <laughs> it did, I would never throw a carrot at that painting. Well, it did ricochet off the chair. So shut up. Um, yeah. Nobody so saw uh, that. I'm 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 unfortunately in the same boat as. Uh, my esteemed colleague uh, Duncan, as far as sensible, uh, Mark. yeah, sensible. it's just uh, it sucks because I really, truly, I've been I've been frothing at the mouth for this game yep. of some ilk for such a long time. Like yep. especially especially when when Toronto was at least threatening to look like above their station. Like I would say late 2015 season or no, 16 late 2016, where okay, this team's really good. And now it's just a matter of them getting their shit together. But I want to see them play a Mexican side for some stakes, for some, for some real, you know, something something at, real, yeah, something that isn't an exhibition. And and it 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 does eat me inside that I'm do not want to get sick. And that's exactly what's going to happen if I go to this game. Well, and, so, and that's and, why and, I'm not going as well. Oh, whoa! What? what? I know what? because I have whoa. been sick. So much in the last two months that one, I just can't get sick again. I'm sick of being sick. It is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, my boss is pissed off at me. And since I ask for time off to go to games and stuff like that, 
I don't want to get her any angrier than I need to. Um, I need the money. So yeah, I can't get sick and miss work anymore. So um, yeah, I 90% chance not going to this game. Fair. I'll be and it, and it kills me because I really like Mark. I really have looked forward to this and was really excited about this. Um, yes, Dwayne, we know you'll be there in your nice warm press box. Yeah. I wanted the half and half yeah. scarf of Toronto and Tigres that uh-huh. I mean, clearly they were never going to make that, but I really wanted it all the same. Um, but yeah, like it's, uh, it's, it, it, it sucks because this is by, to me, one of the best tests for TFC ever. And that's not to take anything away from the, you know, the time we beat Cruz Azul, the, the game against Mexa Celtic, uh, 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 Laguna Santos, Santos Laguna. I always script the name, whichever one's correct. Um, but like Tigres is a giant, like Cruz Azul's always been big. Uh, 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 Laguna Santos has always been a big team, but Tigres is a giant. And, I want to see Toronto play a giant, and yep. this this is this is it. I mean, there's not many there's not many bigger than them right now. So um, I want them yeah. to win this one because the one that's up next is the true giant. But yes, uh, yes it yeah. is. Well, and that would if they were to somehow get through that one, I have a feeling you're either going to have the sexy team in Tijuana or you're going to have the most one of the the other historic team, which would be spectacular in uh, mm-hmm. Chivas, Mexico, as I like to call them. But no, that this would be- is. <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. opposed to Chivas MEX, yeah. yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, this is a tough one for sure. Uh, look, yeah, I understand why people would be reluctant. And, and look, I I have a friend who's a season ticket holder. Uh, didn't even hesitate. I asked him today, or, you know, do you want me to find you a home for your tickets? And he was, yeah, it's going to be too cold. Like he didn't even hesitate. It's not. This is. It's going to be interesting to see what the attendance is three games in a week i mean that first one i i you got a good crowd out there but i think it's a nice uh, night it, it was, was a nice night, night. and yeah. i bet you there were a lot of people that waited right up till five o'clock and went yeah it's a nice night let's enjoy yeah. the night that's and what yeah. i did yeah, <laughs> yeah. but so yeah we, saturday was cold and it was sunny so like i can i can't i can't handle it <laughs> i mean I'm so I, old, I, god damn it Ironically, if that 80% chance of snow happens, that might actually increase the interest of people if it's actually snowing to see like a game that's in the snow. But um, if yeah. that was the first home game of the season, I'd been there, no question. Yeah. That's the that's the weird thing. Because I've already been outside off the lake, wind, winter. Ugh. I'm yeah, I've done it already. I'm good. <laughs> it's just gonna be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, player to watch from Tigres for this match. As long as well, Gignac is is healthy, it's Gignac for me. Um, he, he his career has done is turned around better than it probably should have for a guy who was a a good score in the French league to being an absolute terror in Mexico. So uh, I'm definitely looking to see how he he. Uh, uh, conducts himself out there and how many how many uh player well he's the obvious answer but he's the right answer too because how many how many players are going to come into bemo field this year that have a chance to be on the roster of a team that could win the world cup true he's, he's going to be a he's a borderline player in france but he was on the euro roster uh michael bradley no. uh, there are border- <laughs> no no, no. no. Uh, armando cooper oh wait no <laughs> No, exactly. I mean, the, the, yeah, it, it's this is 
the highest quality of play. If this player was a, an MLS DP, he'd be tearing it up here. He'd be, you know, in the conversation for MVP and it might even be the throwaway winner of that. So yeah, he's the obvious answer. All right. I have a different one, but Duncan, do you want to go ahead? I think there's somebody called Vargas who's supposed to be good. Um, I think it's going to be more of a team thing than an individual uh, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, somebody Vargas or something. Watch him. How is no one saying Enter Valencia? Sure, that name like, as well. Yep. Scoring, it, it, you know, he's, he's a mercurial player, but the last, their last two games, like he is scoring in bunches right now. And the way TFC is playing defensively, that's terrifying, at least to me. Like, he is a very good player. And yeah, when he has the nose for goal, it's really hard to stop him. TFC has had two clean sheets in their first three games. So I don't know how badly they're playing defensively, but at any rate. All right. Colorado. Come on. Exactly. Still, you know, anyway, <laughs> just play devil's advocate. That's well, fine. This is a, damn, a good game. I get out of outside the box choice here, too, for the other player to watch. And it's any player that's wearing three digits in his number that potentially starts <laughs> on the field. I love that so much. <sighs> I am there for that. Absolutely. All right. So, Vanny tactics. Um, Hope. You know, we sort of touched on this when we were talking about the the home opener, what he's going to revert back to. Um, I think we will see uh, a more familiar starting lineup, but the question, of course, is still is who plays right back um, and whether or not, you know, Dwayne is adamant it's not a 3-5-2. Um, but if it's a 4-4-2, then it's not the diamond. So, Dwayne, do you remember that? Yeah, do you, remember that first? Game, you remember that game that they played in Seattle last year when they only had uh, Josie and Vasquez available to them? Um, I think that's the way to play it again. You set Josie up alone, have him chase balls around all night. Uh, he's big body. The the Mexican teams, the Latin teams, do t- sometimes struggle, struggle with big bodies, so I could see Josie being successful in that. You have to play very tight. You you maybe put two, uh, two guys on top of the line uh, to really sort of play a tight, organized style. I'm not saying park the bus. I'm saying playing a tight organized style and try and free uh, some players to chase. Uh, if I were, uh, Seba wasn't available that game, so I don't know how you fit him into this, but because it's hard to press to see them not starting Seba if he's available. But, but certainly I, I like the idea of, look, I don't think they have the bodies to take this team on. If they go head to head with them, I think it's going to end up being, you know, a three, one loss or something. Uh, they're not scoring particularly well right now, but yeah, I, I think the only way is to try and nick a one nil and then do the same damn thing down there and hope you can keep him off the score sheet. Yeah, agreed. Be pragmatic. Let's not be starting a Keche and Vasquez and Javinko and what have you and all that. Uh, be more pragmatic. Have Delgado in there and uh, as well as Bradley. Yeah, keep it tight. Hope some random shit happens. Yeah, yeah, I like all those answers. Sorry, Mark, go ahead. No, no, I'm just gonna. Not in agreement. Yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely not the game to be inventive and and free free flowing. I mean, if they've got any if they've got any hope of winning this thing, it's going to be bowling shoe ugly from here on in, and. And I mean, who knows? They might get super confident. They might have the solution to whatever the problem that's going to be caused by 
Tigris. I don't see that outcome at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, just lock it down. Uh, try and spring your counterattack if you can. Um, and and yeah, pragmatism, 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 and maybe a little bit of hoping, praying, and sacrificing things. Like just get the job done, and I don't care if it's ugly. Um, something I, I realized as I glance back at the rundown that I skipped over, but is relative to this and relates to this. Um, Victor Vasquez, uh, oh. Dwayne, do you have any inside knowledge as to his status? I can tell you what Gray Vanny said post game. He said that he had he's had an ongoing issue with some nerve with some stuff, nerve thing, and didn't, yeah. yeah, we all know that. Oh, the but nerve! Someone <laughs> told me. Someone said today that it was more probable than than likely so that's unfortunate but it might actually force them to be be more pragmatic if, if Vasquez is, is not available uh, in that particular case so I think probably you're looking anyone at else, is anyone else terrified at the thought of them trying to play these games without Vasquez <laughs> I think Akechi is technically a very good replacement straight up for Vasquez I think you know do what should we do with Vasquez just slip back to Akechi and instead if you do remember that Seattle game, I hate to point to it all the time, but it's the only game last year that sort of they played that way. No, um, no, that's fine. Vasquez was a key role. He dropped back more into Bradley's role in, in that game and was able to, because he's such so good in terms of his vision to pass that he was able to play that role, but also spring Josie in a way that I don't think God loved the general. Uh, he can in the same same way. Uh, he did a little more skill going forward, so so that would be a loss that way. So you, I do think you need a guy that can be both defensively responsible and also have that ability to quickly turn and pinpoint a pass 30, 40 yards to, to try and spring that guy if you have one guy sitting up front. So, yeah, it, it's a loss if he's not there for sure. Yeah, All right. I, I miss him too. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so if they don't win on Wednesday... Yes. Not, not necessarily if they don't, if they lose. Um, if it's, yes. if it's yeah. Are they, they're done then? <laughs> yes. Does anyone not think that? It, like, I'll, I'll give them the snowball's chance if they can keep it to one goal. I'll give them the snowball's chance because there, there's been a couple, I wouldn't say results, but there's been a couple iffy situations that have been going on, like Heradriano managed to pull a couple back in in Monterey before they got thumped. But that's they, true. They were in it. So the thing is, is it's got to be. Cl- there has to be the setup for them to be close enough to, you know, they get a one nil victory here, and if they can get a two one loss there, they go through. Like it's. But if it if it becomes two goals or greater, yeah, that Big Ben Spencer starts in Mexico. He's the dreams come yeah. true. <laughs> like I just, that's, I, I kind of see that because it's just, it's a, it's a pretty tall, it's a pretty tall mountain to climb as is. So I think they have to win by two. I think yeah. they have to win by two. If they win by two, I give them a chance to to hold on. But if they, if it's a one goal win or less, then I think it's going to be a real tough ask. A one and a one and one day the one percent. I like to throw one percent odds at sometimes. I think it's about maybe not that bad, but it's like a one in ten thing if they don't get a two goal win, I think. It's just yeah. it's it's just a little daunting and frustrating that that the first two games which we thought would be you know resumed service from December have not shown any signs of showing up. And 
if you'd add, if, if where's the if, swag, man? Like, where's the, if the, the, the team forget about December, forget about last year. No, oh, but like, yeah. no, but honestly, if no, but if, if, if we had seen signs of it, I'd be a lot more comfortable with tonight with uh, with Wednesday's match as it stands. Uh, no. Well, it's, it has been a resume, a resume service from the playoffs, just not the Seattle game. They lost against New York. They beat or They only beat Columbus by yeah. one goal. They threw them one nil nil. They only they didn't score a lot in November. Yeah, all right, you got me there. That's true. That's very true. All yeah. right, then that leads to uh, predictions for this game. Nil nil. One more huh. sloppy, snowy, crappy pitch. Ugly game. One one. Still under the chance. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be nil nil. Just to finish my thought, that because of some of the reasons Duncan's speaking to, but also just I think the, traditionally when I watch this competition, the Mexican teams when they're on the road, they they're smart about it. They well, they might not play a player with a hundred on his back, but they might play a player that hasn't played a lot. They'll they'll be perfectly happy coming back with a draw or even down a goal. They they don't sweat that stuff. So I, I could see them looking at that pitch and looking at the cold weather and going, yeah, let's not pull our guy's hamstring and we'll just we'll get through this. And if they want to sit back and defend, we'll we'll pass the ball around for 90 minutes and, and get out of here. That I, I could see it being very low scoring. I'm gonna go one nil Tigres. Ooh, yeah, uh, but very likely. Yeah, it's to me it seems it feels like it's the most plausible, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going one-one as well for all of the all of the reasons. And uh, fingers crossed that they can pull out some sort of miracle at the away match next week. And aren't we a cheery bunch again? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that has been our show for this week. Um, hopefully, it turns out well. Skype, be nice to us. Please join us next week uh, when we look back at. A hopeful non-loss. I don't even know how to put it. I don't even want to say hopeful victory. I just don't want them to lose um, against T-Grace on Wednesday night. Uh, look ahead into the future. Guess, really, about the away leg on Tuesday. And then uh, TFC's next MLS match next Saturday um, in Montreal. Uh, and we'll see whatever else happens. So I have been joined by... Two of our three regular panelists are uh, to be found on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. <laughs> uh, out there on the tweet machine at Kittner Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. It can also uh, be 3 1. Uh, I'm just, I'm dreading. I'm dreading. I'm excited, but I'm dreading. Go on. We're so cheery. Uh, yeah. And thanks to our last-minute super sub uh, at the 24th minute, Mr. Dwayne Rollins. Thank you for joining us, sir. Skype till I die. <laughs> As for me, you could find me on the internet. Yes, the entire <laughs> internet. At Casey Knowles. I have been your host, Christian Knowles. And until next week, Toronto. Let's do it.
fucking right it is. Damn right. Yeah. Dwayne's fault, man. It's all Dwayne's fault. It's Dwayne's fault. It's Dwayne's fault. It's not party time. It's the excellent. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now fucking recording a goddamn podcast. Champione, ole, ole, ole. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So live from I'm never going to get that 51 minutes of my life back again. Oh, <laughs> line forms to the left, mister, doesn't work in Google Hangouts. God yeah, seriously. Damn. It's all your, Dwayne, this is all your fault. All right, live from it's all Dwayne's fault. <laughs> it's the Wolf of Marjorie podcast. I'm in for that. <laughs> Okay, Kristen, start it. That's the intro. <laughs> Live from Duncan choking remotely. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Yeah. Don't die, whoever is trying to die there. I'm assuming Duncan. Yes. Oh, okay. good. Great. <laughs> Two hours and nine minutes is how long this call has been. <laughs> you know what the sad part is? I've only got about an hour and 15 recorded. I was <laughs> going to say, like, so many lost outtakes. Oh, my God. Oh, my crap. Oh. Well, the nice part is if we ever do this again, I'll be ready in about five minutes. <laughs> Yay. All righty. Okay, right. on that note, two hours and ten minutes, I'm going to go find Thomas. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Don't get your helmet, sir. Thanks for coming, man. Cheers. Bye. Bye.